cars, hot music, and the coolest celebrity interviews all in one place. This is Skid Mark Show with Jeff and Ethan, the loudest show on the internet, powered by Hey, this is Tanner Faust, and you're listening to Skid Mark Show. Hey, this is LJ from 7 Us, and you're listening to Skid Mark. See you out there. God bless y'all. Hey, guys, this is Steve Darnell from Vegas Rat Rods and Welder Up, and you're listening to Skid Mark Show. Skid Mark Show coming to you live from Scottsdale, Arizona at the Big Show. Barrett Jackson, baby. Big Show, baby. I mean, this thing is immense, and that's what I love about it, because there are cars for every kind of person out there. Now, I don't care who you are. There's a car here that you would say, yeah, I want that right now. You know, they always say there's an ass for every seat. And there is at Barrett Jackson. I'm telling you, if you look up just the lineup and you look up the list of cars that are coming, I mean, we've got a, right now we've got a 1999 Ferrari 355 GTS, which is really rare because most people were already so enthralled with the convertible Spider at that time that the GTS is that target top, which we we known to love from the 308 and the 328 days. Mm -hmm. And so this is like the last of the Mohicans. And then right behind that, we have a Baldwin Motion Stage 3 newer version Camaro. Oh, what? Yeah. So if you th- if you think about the yin and yang of this, you've got you know anywhere from a Volkswagen bus, you know the old the old bus. I love coming. those buses. I, I do too, and they're so nostalgic, right? Yeah. But then behind it, you've got a '72 Pantera, and then after that, you've got a 1995 Chevy Camaro SCCA Trans Am race car. I think I've seen a few other like they always have a nice late model Bentley, you know, that's got a few miles on it that's really ready to roll. These are like high end cars, high dollar cars that you could walk away with today for a decent price because. Because there's no reserve at the there Barry Jackson. There is no reserve, That's baby. Awesome. Everything here is going to a new owner. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and we've even got a bunch of celebrity cars coming up. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a Charger coming up that Chip Foose built on overhauling. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's kind of cool to get up close and personal with those cars you saw built on television. Yeah. And now you get to see them in person. So guys, you don't want to miss any of the action here from Scottsdale, Arizona. Skidmark show on the Pioneering Performance live stage. We're going to take over the desert, man. We're going to be like Jim Morrison in the city. We're going to be out there riding the snake, man. Riding the snake of awesome cars, man. It's going to be... That's it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Skid Marks on the road with Ethan and Jeff. Go! We've got a guest coming up. Guest time. It's nothing but Johnny the Hammer. Johnny the Hammer. It's Hammer time. Skidmark show, baby. Great to be on the show, man. This is awesome. Ethan, good to see you, man. You too, bud. Yeah, right on. We decided to put you up front so everybody could see exactly how short how you really short are. I am. Heredity is, it sucks, man. My short Italian father and my short European mother made yet another short mutt like me. You brought up a point, though, when we were, you know, off camera yeah. and you were talking about being a driver yeah. and that it pays to be short. It's one of the, you know, it's really funny because my whole life, I mean, look, let's be perfectly blunt here. I am a short guy. I'm five foot six in my big boy shoes. Is that with the hair up? Yeah, well, no, that adds another inch. <laughs> okay, so, all right, all right. With Afro 5'9". The good news is, is that I fit in anything. So I've been racing for 25 years, and I've been really blessed to be able to get into some really amazing cars, some cars that I, you may not fit in, Jeff. Oh, no, I fit in everything. It's getting out. That's the <laughs> <Right>. problem. <laughs> I will find a way to get in. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. You can ask Meg. We... I I bought a car from Eddie Money. I bought a 1974 Pantera. Did it have wow. two tickets to paradise in the glove box? It did. It had two tickets to paradise in the glove box. <laughs> but I I crammed into that car and Meg said, are you comfortable? And I said, totally. And I drove that car for two years like this. And I just thought that was the way you drove them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm uh, as, a, as a Dodge representative, I'm blessed to get to drive Vipers all the time. And are you more leg or are you more torso? Buddy, I need the gurney bubble to get in the yeah. Viper right now. I'm telling you right now. I was going to say, because the Viper 
if the Viper's got more legroom than it knows what to do with. I mean, I literally, the car has adjustable pedals on it. When I get in a Viper, I literally have to move the pedals all the way up towards me so that I can get in the car. But the interior designer of the current Gen 5 Viper is six foot seven, and Klaus fits in the car as comfortably as I do. Well, then I need to talk to him because just, every time I try to get in the car, maybe I'm doing something well, wrong. He's all leg. Oh, okay. He's well, all leg. You're more to torso, man, yeah. Last time I was in there, I was like a pretzel. I got a way to do it. I have, I have a system. If you guys ever need to get into or out of a Dodge Viper, follow me on this one. Okay. Leg, butt, leg. Let's do that. That's what I was thinking. It is. It's, it's leg, 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 butt, leg. Yeah, right. I'm already <laughs> stuck and there's not even a car. Leg, leg butt, leg. leg. I don't know how it works. It, it works out. It does work out pretty well. We're making dance moves up here. Unless you've got a bad back, then it's a different story. Then I'm out. I will say it is kind of funny to watch. You guys were given the Dodge thrill rides, you know, here at Barrett Jackson, and we're literally putting thousands of people through every single day. And it is amusing when you get to see somebody try the butt first move. It fails every time. <laughs> and then they just fall in. It's yeah, it's not. It's not good. You should make videos oh, of that for the blooper reel. I honestly, you're not kidding. We really let's, should. Let's talk about what you're doing out there for yeah. everybody. So everybody out here at Barrett Jackson can go out there. And hop mm -hmm. in a new Hellcat, yeah. a new Charger, a new Viper, yeah. and you're going to take them out and do some hot laps. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we've got three of the highest performing cars, not just in America, but on the planet out here at Barrett-Jackson. We've got the Dodge Viper, which its claim to fame is it's the—it's America's 206 mile per hour hand-built supercar. Carbon fiber body, hand-built V10 engine, 206 miles an hour, holds 13 production car lap records right now as we stand here. That's awesome. I've got the Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat, 6.2. Two liters, supercharged Hemi V8, 707 seven horsepower. horsepower man. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It's so funny when people walk up, they go, that's the one with 700 horsepower. I'll correct them. I'll say, 707, please. We worked hard for that extra seven. Well, you know, guys like us, it's like you said, five, six, five, seven. Yeah. You know, we work hard for all that. Anything yeah. we can get, right? That's right. So don't leave off 12. the seven. We've also got the Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat, whose claim to fame has the same engine in it. Uh, and it, it, is the, it is the world's fastest sedan with uh, zero to 60, just a click over three seconds and two. 204 miles per hour. You couldn't get your groceries any faster if you wanted to. <laughs> right? Every lane is the express lane in one Absolutely. of those cars. Well, what I like about that was when we were out there, you guys look like you're having fun. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go to these riding drives and they're very precise. Yeah. And you get in with a driver and he's like, this is the line you follow and this is it. We got out there with the SRT guys and they're like, no, this is how you slide the rear end around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's one of the fun things about these cars is that while you can, you can daily drive the car with all that power and have great street cred, when you get to the track, you just, I mean, you start putting your foot into it, and the rear end hangs out. We're sliding around. Maybe the best seat in the entire house is the right rear seat in the Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat. Get out. Think about this, because as well, you're we... You're the one sliding around. We're sliding to the corner, so you're sliding further because you're in the back seat. And since you're in the right side, you're closest to the concrete wall that we're drifting up next to. It's the best seat. If you guys okay. come on over, right rear. We've got to try this, though. But since you're Wait, taller, wait, we can try this. We can put you in the trunk. That's what I'm thinking. And you would actually be the farthest one. You in the back seat. Up. I'll be in the trunk because I'll actually be sliding out. Yeah, yeah. And then you can sit in the back seat. You probably don't want to put 300 pounds in the back seat of all me. You want me in the front. I'm talking about weight distribution. No, you want the rear end to no, be a little lighter. I want you to be that way to sling it around a little bit more. Now, I'm from Detroit originally. So in the Rock winter City. time, we put 300 pounds of dead weight in the trunks of our cars just so that they'll move on through. So they'll hook up. So it'll hook up, right. So you're not just, you're not 
just a, a large, impressive broadcasting personality. You're the perfect dead weight to. You're not get my telling a mobster story here. You're telling a racing story. That's exactly right. It wasn't 300 pounds of dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Skidmark's show. We're live here at the Shell Pennzoil Pioneering Performance Live Stage with Johnny Hammer. Mm. Was that name made up or was that given to okay, you? I've so got to know. I have to tell you the true story on this one. Stay so, so I was, yeah, I was a radio personality for many, many years, and um, and uh, I had landed a new job, and the last name I had been using was actually used by another guy in that town, and he ticked off a bunch of people. So my boss, my new boss said, look, man, I don't really want you to use that last name. I'm like, I don't care, man. It's all the same to me. So we took out a phone book, and we put it on his desk, and we started opening things up, and we literally put our finger down, and it was like, uh, and uh, Rabinowitz, no. Uh, uh, and Smith, no. And uh, Randy Hammer's towing service. This is a true story. And my boss looked at me and I looked at him and he goes, John Hammer. I'm like, cool, man. So 30 years ago, I became John Hammer and ever since, here I am. There I'm you glad go. you went with Johnny because Randy Hammer sounds like an adult film. And yeah, that's, doesn't it though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Johnny Hammer actually sounds like a radio personality. I, like I think that. we're good. Yeah. So you, you, you have a radio show. I do. Let's talk about that yeah. because I was on it. You were actually, uh, you were one of my first guests when I took over the show. So the show is I'm actually, honored. Right? I know, right? So the show is, uh, I'm actually, I'm on about, uh, about four dozen radio stations around the country. We uh, we stream live every Saturday morning, 11 till noon on talkradionetwork.com. And we talk, similar to you guys, we talk about lifestyle, the car guy lifestyle, right? Um, it's not just about performance. It's not just about going fast all the time. It's about enjoying these vehicles. Thank you so much, Johnny Hammer, for being on the show. I want everybody out here to go out and visit Johnny. He has promised to give you a personal ride <laughs> in any of the Dodge products that you got out there. We've the got Viper, them the here Hellcat. every single day from 9 until 5 right on through Sunday. You guys come on over, get a free thrill ride from Dodge. It's been a pleasure to have you guys. And we're going to get you a t-shirt as yeah. a consolation prize. Yeah. Nice. Johnny, I'm going that that to uh, guess that you're an XL. You are correct, sir. <laughs> All right. There we go, Johnny. That's Johnny Hammer, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Hammer. Woo! Thanks, you guys. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Right on. We are here in the Shell Pioneering Performance Live Stage, thanks to some really good folks out there that put this together and put us in front of all of you in this wonderful Scottsdale 2017 way to kick off the auction season. Our next guest, Mike Ray. Come on up here, Mike. Mike's going to come up here and talk to us about Roush and what's going on in the Roush world. they got a beautiful display up front. I don't know Thank if you you've guys. seen it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike, for Absolutely. coming on board. Pleasure to be here. I'm here just to get the uh, keys to the Stage 3 Mustang for the rest the week we a talked about? Absolutely. Um, I know we just had some Dodge guys on here, but our Rouse Stage 3 with our Phase 2 upgrade takes it to 727 horsepower and has been deemed the Hellcat killer. So, uh, oh, no. sorry for the like Dodge you, guys, but... Uh, you just sound like you dropped the gun. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, there. <laughs> a little bit. Now, Rouse has been exclusively with Ford since day one. Yeah. Because was it Jack was a Ford salesman or an engineer originally, right? He was an engineer, yes. And uh, Rouse Industries has been around for about 41 years now. Rouse Performance for the last 21. So we just celebrated our anniversary last year and um, celebrate that kind of we just got came out with a new p51 model Mustang nice currently at the Detroit International Auto Show we're only building 51 of them it'll have the 727 horsepower all the little goodies and there will only be 51 is, of it, them is that gonna be the 2018 yes so it'll be the new the new uh, design that they just showed no no this it'll, it'll, I'm sorry it'll be a 17 model okay, it'll, it'll be, it'll be about, a 17 yes. but you're gonna make uh, a 727 horsepower some different you know graphics on there, different interior in there make it a little bit special on one of 51 now you know it was interesting 
know, I was in your booth earlier today, and um, a gentleman came up and he said, "Hey, I've got a 2015 GT. Would you guys work on it?" And I thought it was cool because you know the lady that was up there said, "Yes, we've got dealers all across the United States. Find one of them, you can take them in there. You know, we can add a supercharger to it. We can customize it to your needs." And I think that's cool because the whole thing about a car, you know, the car culture is that custom feel. And Roush is right there in the market. You guys make some really cool fascias and rear spoilers, and, and uh, you know, I've owned a couple of Roush cars, 427. Yeah, that's the yep. old school. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. saying it's old school. It was 2007, right, 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 but it's old yeah, school now. It's a feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is um, all of our stuff is covered full Ford warranty, which a lot of people don't know that. And uh, one of the biggest misconceptions about Roush is people think it's you buy the car and then ship it to us to do uh, some upgrades to it. That's not the case. You buy the car in full from the Ford dealerships. Like uh, the, the lady mentioned, we have 400 dealerships about around the country where you can actually go. You pick a color. You pick your stripe pattern. Um, pick any options you possibly want on it and make it yours. And a lot of times it come out to be a one of one Mustang. A one of one Mustang, a few years from now, up on the live stage, is going to break the bank. Absolutely. Uh, last know. year they had 15 of them go across uh, the Wilson collection, I believe, out of Florida. And he had a lot of the number ones. So that was really kind of cool, too. Um, another big thing we're doing now at Roush is we're, we brought the F-150 program back. Oh, very um, nice. So, the, you know, the, the new Raptor went to an EcoBoost engine, so people still sure wanted did. a V8. So we catered to those needs, and we have the new F-150 in the V8 model, take it up to 600 or 650 horsepower. Okay. Now, for a guy like me that's building a 1963 Ford Falcon. Okay. I'm getting ready. Cool to, car. Oh, way cool. Yeah. <laughs> this one's going to be wicked. And I'm setting it up to run the Coyote. Yep. So I could call you up at Roush. Yep. You guys could drop ship me a supercharger and all the stuff I need to really make it up to that 727. Yep. So it's not just what you're buying from a dealership. You guys are full service for Absolutely. all that stuff. So yep. that's, that's important, I think, for the tuners guys out there that are going out there. You you run in those circles and you compete against all that stuff. So Correct. For, like, if somebody just wanted to buy a supercharger setup for you guys, what all does that entail and, and, and what are they looking at from that? So, so we, we recommend that you go to a dealer to get it installed because we do have to recalibrate the computer on it. So to do that, I mean, that's why we recommend it. If you're just doing it, do it yourself in the garage, we're not going to stand behind a warranty on that Correct. in case you're crossing some bolts or doing some things. But uh, yeah, but we do offer full Ford warranty, but we will reflash the computer and then put the supercharger on the car for you. That's full service right there. Also, too, you guys are talking about the ride and drive program um, with the Dodges out there. We do have an RS3, which is our Rouse Stage 3 Mustang out at the ride and drive in the Ford area. If you want to go out there, please, I'd love for you to get in a ride out there. Go out there, tell them you're a Roush VIP drive, and they'll give you a ride out there. You don't have to wait in line. Oh, you yeah. won't let me drive it? Okay. No, I don't have to let you drive it, but uh, Come they on. will give I you a little them, I know ride. Mike, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Give me the keys, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll ride in anything, that's for sure. Oh. If you guys want to go out there, please uh, head out there. We would and, love uh, to because it, it's not just Ford. It's not just Dodge. It's not just Chevy. You guys are all out there at the ride and drive, letting people experience your products all across the board, and that's cool for a car guy like me because I always recommend to anybody that is in the market to buy a car, go spend some time behind the wheel. Get the feel of it. Right. You know, interior, you don't just want to just buy it and then see if you fit in it. You got to get the butts in the seats because a lot of people think, oh, that's a cool looking car, but until you experience it firsthand, if you're sitting in there or driving the car, you'll feel it and you want to buy it. Well, and that's, I get asked a lot of times because I've had a few Shelbys and a few Roushes and everybody's like, well, you know, why do you, why do you kind of tend towards going towards the, the Mustang? And I go, well, a couple different reasons. For me, I'm a big guy, 6'5". Yep. And I might not be the, the exact physique I want to be. Right. Right. I don't think any of us are. Right, right, right. But that car is comfortable. I can drive that car for nonstop. Yep. 17 hours straight. Yep. You know, Absolutely. just pulling over for fuel. And I, I feel relaxed and, you know, I get I out of the I can relate exactly. Yeah, you know what <laughs> so I'm talking about. So a lot of people say, can you fit in that car? Yes, I fit in the car. I drive the cars all the time. I absolutely love it. And I know you were a big Mustang fan. I used to watch the show. So oh, I yeah. absolutely know you're a Mustang well, you guy. You've got to be yeah. a Mustang absolutely, fan. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm an every kind of car fan, but, you know, I, I, I kind of migrate to the oh, cars yeah. that are comfortable because we do a lot of open road 
road rallies. Yep. And we do the Gold Rush Rally, and we've done, you know, the Bull Run, and we're getting ready to do the Cannonball Run. Speaking of Gold Rush Rally, you were with one of our guys on the Gold Rush Rally last year. We yeah. had our Track Pack Mustang out there, the blue one, red, the white, blue and blue one. one. Yes. Yeah, so he was out there, and he was mentioning that you were out there and had a good time with it. That him. was a yep. sweet-looking car. Yeah, yeah. So that was our Track Pack, another one-of-one one that we built for SEMA back in 2015, and that was a one-of-one one car that we did. See, that's kind of cool that you can go in and just order a car, and then it becomes a one-of-one, one because yep. everybody's chasing that. They call it the unicorn. Yep. You know, and, and we see it across the block all the time because the, the, a car will pull up, whether it's in a Ford Mustang, and they're like, this is a 1964 and a half Mustang. There was only one of these built with this color combination and this and this yep. with a four-speed, and but not. It has air, but it doesn't have power steering. I mean, there's always these little specialty things that are off the order sheet, so it's kind of cool that you guys are bringing that back. Yeah. And, Ours is not so much cookie cutter. You can actually, you know, customize it to the way you like. So you pick your paint color. You pick your stripe pattern. So we do a primary stripe, accent stripe. You guys get to pick them. So we have a lot of one guy who is really uh, in favor of a yellow car with a red stripe. So kind of the McDonald's car is what we kind of call it, the way it looks. Right. But there is fans of it, and you're not going to see too many of them out there. You're definitely not. That <laughs> right. becomes a one-on-one yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing so much with the F-150 program that you brought back? And uh, is it just to be racing? Or are you going to be doing some more going to a different side of racing, the off-road, the Baja? No, or? I think I think we uh, right now just trying to fill the void of where the EcoBoost came in for the Raptor. They needed a V8. Yeah. People still wanted the growl. They wanted the big power behind it. So right now, we're upgrading the, the stock power on it up to 600 horsepower with our supercharger. And then we can do a phase two upgrade to take it up to 650. We got our exhaust system on there, so it gives it a nice, healthy growl. So um, people are really, really, really going for it. And the F-150s, as soon as they're coming in, we're building them. They're not even sitting on our bailment lot. Um, we do get our cars on bailment from Ford Motor Company as well. So they are sitting in our lot in inventory. So when you go to your dealerships, you order it. We just pull our car in from our, our lot, build it, and ship it right to the dealer. It, it sounds so easy. Yeah, it is. I'm ready. Yeah, let's go. Let's hook you up. Skidmark Show coming to you live here from Barrett Jackson Scottsdale. This is Bogey. I love that she has a nickname, Bogey. Bogey from All Girls Garage, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, Bogey? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? All right, so All Girls Garage, which pretty much leaves out Ethan and I from ever being on the show. I've been called we, a girl before. Well, we could wear wigs. You'd look pretty hey, cute in a skirt. I don't, I don't fill it out <laughs> very Have you ever well. thought about doing an episode with guys in drag? You know, I don't think that the producers would be down for that. I think it would be cool. Well, I'm down if you are. <laughs> I can show up in a skirt. I, I look that. great well, in a dress. Maybe, maybe you can do an appearance on our um, my personal build I'm doing for YouTube. You want to well, do a drag appearance? I'll, I'll do it. I'll tell you what, because when I was in the fifth grade, one of our teachers said to all the girls in, in the class that if you wear a dress on Friday, I'll give you an extra 10 points on your test. So I showed up in a dress. I'd have done it. And I got the extra job. 10 points, baby. But did you get extra extra credit for wearing the lipstick? No, or was that I just think, for you? No, but I think he got in trouble for recommending that women wear dresses in school. <laughs> yeah, that's not... So let's get back to it. Bogey. Talk about what you've been up to, because All Girls Garage has kind of taken off. You guys have been rocking and rolling through a lot of episodes. It has. We're actually starting our sixth season um, next this week, week, actually. What do you got in plan for that? Oh, I can't give away all those secrets. If I tell you what we're going to work on, then nobody will watch the show and then it'll get canceled and then but we're not going to tell anybody <laughs> oh yeah, yeah nobody nobody, nobody listens to this except show except for everybody yeah no i can't give away all those things i, I will say that our first episode involves an auburn which auburn? i mm -hmm. like from the auburn duesenberg cord family i'm super excited about it yeah really uh-huh a yeah, real, we've got it, some really cool projects lined up for this season. Is okay. it going to be a, is, can I, you tell us this, is it going to be a real Auburn? Or is it an Auburn Speedster replica? What you're are gonna, we dealing you're with? You're going to have to watch and find out. Oh, man. 
I what know. is the favorite build that you've worked on in the past? If we can't go to the future, uh, let's go to the past. What's the favorite one you've worked on so far? I would say we did a truck build for a triple amputee veteran, and that was just the coolest thing. Most oh, that's rewarding. Awesome. Yeah. Made it more accessible for him, and he was just the coolest dude ever. It was a very rewarding build. What was, well, I mean, talk about the truck for a minute for our audience. Maybe yeah. somebody who hasn't seen that episode can go back and watch it. Yeah. What was, the, what year was it? What, what, what all went into the build? Oh, geez. I, Honestly, I don't even remember what year the build was or the truck was. It was, he wanted to be able to off-road because he was really big into off-roading back in the day, but he needed something that was accessible. So we, um, we had a rig in the back that would lift up his wheelchair and he had a power window because what he liked to do was get himself on the bed of the truck and then go through the window into the cab. He was like this super nimble dude. It was awesome. He had great, great, great attitude. Um, Very we, Dukes of Hazard it was, style. It was yeah. super cool. And then they got him all set up with these like specialty um, accessibility things so that he could drive with his with his half of an arm so he could shift it into an out of gear and steer and it was just it was really cool and the look on his face when we went out and got stuck in the mud like his first time off-roading since before he became a triple amputee okay well i want to awesome. talk to you a little bit about i've done a lot of car shows with guys i've yes. done a few car shows with girls and you know they always say that there's no drama with car people right but you have three girls building cars there's got to be some juicy gossip and some drama going behind the scenes. You know, I, I work in my shop with both men and women, and I will say that the men are way more dramatic than the girls are. I'm just saying, come on, guys. Say, Seriously. What? Yeah. Are guy, car guys more dramatic than car girls? Yes. 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 So, no, wow. I will say honestly, Girl Scouts honor, we don't have any drama. We, we really get along. We genuinely like each other. We have way more fun on set than we probably should. Um, we have a blast, and that's the truth. And I, I gotta say that your nails, as I said earlier, do look amazing for working on cars as much as you do. I think mine look a little better. Yours look way more amazing. <laughs> do you see how colorful they are? <laughs> I need to get them redid, though. All right, well, back to car guy stuff. Yes. And yes. car gal stuff. We'll get off the nail polish. She and I are on you a level lost, here. Wait, you just lost your man card over there for a moment. I, I didn't anyway, walk in here with a um, man card. Getting back to that, though, you know, I was gonna bring a woman in our shop to work, and the problem I had at the time was Eric, my mad scientist, was single. And every girl that we brought in to work in the shop, it was kind of like that, you know, that dog that goes squirrel. Squirrel? He wouldn't get any work done. He wouldn't get anything done. So, so he us, smiled the whole time and he did. <laughs> so us girls get penalized because y'all can't focus no, 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 when I, there's I, a girl I around? I hired her, but <laughs> I didn't have time. I needed to bring in somebody that could work on their own and Eric could work on his own, and that did not work. So I had to bring in somebody less attractive and uh, <laughs> another dude to just keep it separate. Wow. Let's talk about Bogey's okay, Garage. let's do that. So what is all that so about? So Bogey's Garage is just kind of my personal brand, but uh, we have a project garage. So I have an auto repair shop here in Phoenix. That's my main thing. Um, it's been in business for about 10 years, but I just started the Bogey's Garage project space, and we have just launched a all-female build. Imagine that. I know, go figure. Shocker! Um, Boy, there's a spoiler alert right there, guys. It's an all-female build. Uh, we're documenting it on YouTube so you can follow along. And we are doing a 57 Chevy pickup truck. Nice! We're putting a BMW M5 engine in it. What? Whoa, 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 what? Because why not? Because why not? BMW M5 motor and a 57 Chevy pickup. Uh-huh. Get out. It's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a BMW girl, but I love old trucks. I'm and the only BMW way to justify guy. old truck for me is by putting a BMW engine in it. 
What, what, what transmission are you going? Not 100% sure. I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do the TR6060 uh, six-speed. We're going to have to modify the flywheel mounting. And so you're going to actually throw housing. in that third pedal. We are going to throw. Well, that's my anti-theft device. That's, I mean, that's what I'm getting to <laughs> this time. Everybody always asks me, hey, why do you leave your BMW outside? I go, nobody could steal it. It's a stick shift. Yeah, nobody knows how to drive stick. Yeah. <laughs> they all come by and go, oh, that's anti-theft oh, protection mind. right now. Oh. They never make it down the block because they can't get out of first. Thank you so much, Bogey, for being on Skidmark's show. Thank you. We're the show that just keeps giving. We're streaking across America in 2017 and parts unknown. You know what? We've got one more guest coming up. All right, who's that? And he's probably the fastest guy under this tent right now. Faster than you? He's, he's darn faster than me. Okay. It's Sean Langdon. Oh, all right. Come on up, Come Sean. On up, John. How fast have you gone? I've actually been 334 miles an hour. That's in a thousand feet. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty exhilarating ride. I mean, what we're able to do with 10,000 horsepower and like I said, going 334 miles an hour in a short amount of time, you're experiencing up to six Gs on the run. Yeah, if, when that tree hits green and you release it, do you feel like your kidneys hit your back on the inside? I mean, you you actually have uh, certain runs where you'll feel that. Like if you go out there and you get tire shake, it'll shake so hard that you completely lose all of your vision, but it will feel like you get a kidney punch. In under you'll, 10 seconds. Oh, I mean, it'll make you look like an 80-year-old man trying to get out of the race car. Wow. It'll tweak you up pretty good. But I mean, it, like I said, it's when, on a normal run, I mean, you really experience the Gs, the, the force, and it really feels like it's trying to shove you through the seat. Um, I mean, you got to think, you know, as a 200-pound uh, or 150-pound man, 6 Gs, six times your body weight. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, definitely... I'd be in deep trouble. <laughs> You'd be flattened like a pancake. Six times 300. What is that? 1,800. Ouch. That's a lot. That would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely, yeah. And then when you go to the finish line and then you throw the parachutes and you go to a negative three or four Gs, yep. you know, it just shoots you the other way. So it feels like it's trying to throw your head through the dash. So okay, how so much weight is that? Way too much. When you hit six Gs, can you at least see your abs? Like, does it suck them in? So you well, you're <laughs> holding on. Up? Yeah, I mean, you're here. You're holding on for a dear life. But uh, yeah, I mean, you really, you know, you don't really get like the, the long duration portions of it, but it's enough. Like when you ride a roller coaster and you're experiencing and the loops and the turns and everything and you're holding on you're clenching and you could feel it in your gut it's just like that in those cars and you know you get out of the car you're out of breath i've done the king to car roller coaster uh, at six flags new jersey and that does zero to 120 in four seconds which isn't as fast as you go but that was ridiculous i think I, my beard came out like seriously just did you have abs? Huh? Did you have abs? I couldn't look down to tell you. I couldn't move my neck. I literally was frozen to the... Th I, yeah, I started to get a little dizzy. It's, yeah, it's kind of like that UFO that you go on, I don't know, as a kid. Yeah! And you, you, the vomitator? Yeah, the vomitator, exactly. As you get going, I mean, the Gs, it really pins your body back where you yeah. can't move. How do you steer? I mean, how do you do anything? Well, I mean, you, you in time, you get used to it. And that's part of having the seat time and, and making laps and getting used to it. I, Eventually, I don't want to say your body gets used to it, but it knows what to expect, so. You build up really strong, like, muscles that go between your armpit and your chest just to hold your arms out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like oh, you're, well, you're holding right on here. for dear life, that's that's for sure. <laughs> oh, you're holding on. Let, yeah. Let's back up in time a little bit, because um, you're actually from Miraloma. Correct. And I lived in Miraloma for a while. 
That's really? horse country, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, well, you know, a long time ago when Meg and I hooked up, we made an agreement. This is, you know, one of those agreements. We Neither one of us were going to spend the money to get married because we were like, oh, that's a waste. So I said I wanted another car. She said she wanted another horse. So what ended up transpiring at one point, I had 21 cars and she had 21 horses. So we had to move to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely. to keep them all. Well, well, I think that's about the only place that you can actually have that many horses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think my mom has probably got about 14 or 15 on her property. Oh, really? Right yeah, so, so yeah, it's a, that's actually a pretty cool little community growing up there. I, I go back every year for Christmas, but... Um, you know what I liked about it was, and you know, you're not supposed to be out street racing, but there was plenty of room out there. Is that how you got your start? No. <laughs> you really hesitated on that. No. <laughs> I believe you. You're like, you're like, is anybody no. listening? No. <laughs> Who's listening? That's the answer. No. no, but really, um, let's get back. How did you start? Because obviously somebody just didn't walk up and throw you the keys to a funny car or a top fuel car and say, hey, go have fun. Yeah, well, I, I grew up into it. My dad raced. And so as a kid, I grew up out being out at the drag races and watching a lot of, you know, my heroes growing up. But then I, I graduated into the junior dragster category, which is a, a category in, in a HRA from eight-year-olds to 17-year-olds. So that's really where I got my start with a five-horsepower Briggs & Stratton motor going 40 miles an hour and then just kind of made those cars faster as technology started coming in and then moved up classes and eventually, I mean, that was in 1994 when I started with that. So, awesome. you know, it's, it's what, been quite a while. What is, and I know that there's different fuel classes and stuff, and you're in what, top fuel now? Top fuel drag, okay. correct. What's the level below that? What's the top speed? Because, like, do you go from 200 miles an hour instantly to going 300 miles an hour? I mean, is it a shock to go class to class? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it really every step of the way, when I raced in a junior drag category and I remember hitting the gas for the first time going 40 miles an hour at 11 years old I thought that that was lightning fast I still think it's fast right and then as I uh, started going a little faster in the junior category I got up to 75 miles an hour which again felt very fast and then uh, as you go into super comp then I moved up to 160 miles an hour which when I first sat in that was like really unheard of I mean I couldn't even it's you're going fast enough where everything is coming by you so fast that you recognize it and so you're seeing trees go like this and you're just thinking man i don't know how you can go any faster you know right so as you go up to the next class like an alcohol dragster now you're going up to 270 miles an hour and then into the top fuel car with you know 330 miles an hour but even the difference of that it's the acceleration so early with the top fuel cars that really get you because that's the only car i've ever driven that does not stop pulling until you lift it'll so, make you pee a little bit won't it yes so or the other or number two for the next generation of kids out there that that want to follow in your footsteps what would you recommend for them because you know that's a, you know like when i grew up i wanted to be an actor i wanted you know my dad told me you're no tom cruise son you need a day job <laughs> so i was wondering you know like for the kids out there that you know that that see you come and visit you what, what advice would you give to them to lead them on the right path you know a lot of it uh, for me was just being around good people you know for me um i didn't really have the opportunity of being started out like with a family that could fund all of the racing that I wanted to do. Um, so it was just meeting the right people, you know, finding some good relationships with some good sponsors that were able to kind of stick with me and move, you know, up through the ranks with me. And uh, it just, it, it took a while, but I mean, I really, as a kid, I always dreamed of driving a top fuel car, but the reality of it is, you know, what are the odds of that? You know, it, like I said, with not having the, the money background or anything like that, but yeah, for, for 
for kids. I mean, it's I'm living proof that you know it can it can happen to anybody. So I think it's just a matter of just you know keep at it, work hard, and I mean obviously going to school and making sure that you're going to the right classes, business classes, and learning the business side of it too. That's one thing that I've had to learn going up through the, like the top field classes. That it's not just about how great of a driver you are. There's a lot of business side of it because you have co companies and and sponsorships that go along with it that you know that really are helping you. So in return, you have to help them out as well. And getting to another thing that, you know, you, when we talk to football players or baseball players, a lot goes into home field advantage, right? And you definitely like Pomona. Yeah. Is that like your home field advantage? When yeah. you show up at Pomona, are you like, this is my house? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to own this, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there, there are tracks that you go to that you just, you have that feeling. I guess I, you could say home field advantage. You know, I raced there as a kid since I was 11 years old. And growing up there, I just, you kind of walk in the gates and it's just that home feel. And you just have that confidence and that kind of air, not, I wouldn't say arrogance or cockiness, but you just have that, you know, you, you have a lot of sponsors and your friends and family. So you're wanting to show them a good time and you're wanting to do good for them. And, and I think it just, it gives you that little bit where you have a couple tracks that you go to that you just have that little bit of confidence in yourself. Well, one of the things that I learned too is, you know, I've drag raced for a long time, never at your level. Most of my stuff was on the street. Yep. And it was like, all right, let's go. No, <laughs> I did do some track stuff, Super Chevy Sunday, Showdown, stuff like that. But recently I went out and hit the four wide. And I got to, I mean, you, that must be the weirdest thing, you know, always going head to head. And now you got four of you dudes out there. Now I was only in a car that has one tenth of the horsepower he's at. And that's was, a lot. I was in a thousand horsepower GTR. That's a lot. He's got yeah. 10,000 horsepower. But I mean, it's got to be weird when you got four of you bad boys lined up. It does take a little getting used to. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing about that is really the staging procedure because with these cars burning on nitromethane we're burning you know you it's well it's nine pounds a gallon first of all nine pounds a gallon nine pounds a gallon for nitromethane and then on top of it you're burning 15 gallons in a run so to get the runtime we have a very specific runtime over a gallon a second yeah absolutely over a, think about that over a gallon of fuel per second that's in that's just nuts that's when you want Penzoil and shell behind you <laughs> yeah 100%. absolutely yes exactly so we're you know when you're doing that it's uh it, it's it's pretty intense and pretty insane and, and when you're going into that what, what is your strategy you like the late stage kind of psych them out because I would be like one of those guys be like yeah I'm gonna get there I'm gonna you, do my hair well there, there, there's there. a very fine line of it because we've been in we've had scenarios of that in the past but if you run out of fuel oh yeah, uh, game yeah. over game over game yeah over. then you got how, how much can the dragster hold is it like in a 16 gallon yes. uh, it depends I mean there's different size fuel tanks but 16 yeah, you, seconds worth of you, fuel you can have uh, our, basically our whole runtime from the burnout to the finish line of shutting it down and everything is uh, just under two minutes so you're, you know, you, you really have, like I said, you, you're keeping it within a few seconds of trying to maintain all that fuel. But I mean, yeah, there are opportunities where you run certain people, you kind of learn their traits and, you know, their weaknesses and stuff like that. So there can be some starting line games, but for the most part, I think it's pretty straight up. All right, let's take you out of the office for a minute. Not that your office isn't cool. It's way cooler than my office and it's way faster than my office. My desk will not do 300 miles an hour. No. But what, what do you do in your off time? What do you like to do? Bowl? 
golf, well, we, shoot yes. guns. Yeah, we do actually. Uh, Tuesday nights we're in a bowling league. So a lot of the, the people within uh, out there in Brownsburg, you know, within the race teams, we all do that that bowling league. Um, I'm, I'm an avid golfer. Uh, I, I love golf and I enjoy golf. And I also have uh, two sportsman cars that I race. So I do a lot of bracket racing. So I, I'm very busy. I'm constantly... You go from the fastest sport there is to the slowest sport there is bowling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, hey, I wait, think wait, I can throw it like 20 miles an hour. It's <laughs> close, right? That's funny. I, I bowl like uh, Fred Flintstone. I'm more of just the granny bowl. I need to have the inflatable sides and the bumpers. So let's talk about cars for a minute. What is your daily driver for a guy who does 300 miles an hour at his day job? Well, I actually, uh, I have a forerunner. I mean, nothing really exciting. I, it's better than a Prius. Well, absolutely, So thank you very yes. much for saying that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Skidmark Show is not endorsed by any Toyota products, and especially electric vehicles. Thank you. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Just, saying, just, just want everybody to know that. I don't think anybody thought we were. That's good. But That's good, good to clarify it, though. Thank you very much. Yeah. No. So I, you know, I don't, I don't really do too much on the street. I'm actually as boring as it sounds. Pretty, pretty safe on the street. I, I do enough racing where I, I get my fix. So I don't. I mean, they're not going to beat me off the red light. I'll, I'll hit the gas on the green light before they will. But, oh, nice. So you yeah. just, you, pull, you're always working on that reaction time. Oh yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's, do you, do you do like I do? Because I always look at this yellow, and then I'm like, okay, we're staged. Well, if you, you could cheat it a little bit, yeah. I do all the time, yes. but I'm always, che I'm always cheating. <laughs> That's how he wins. That's the way I learned. My dad taught me well. Okay, when you're doing 300 miles an hour, do you even have enough time to look over at the guy you're racing in the next lane and go, uh-uh, sucker, you're not going to get me this time? I mean, it's floored the whole time. It's not like you can floor it more and make it go faster, right? No, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're already pedaled the metal, but um, there are times where in your peripheral vision, you can see the other car, but generally, if, if I see the front wheels of the other car based off of like with our canopy design that we have in our dragsters over at Don Schumacher Racing, but we have, you, you, they're about three hundredths ahead. You can hear them next to you, but if you see them, then you're in, you're in some deep trouble. But a lot of times- you do about it. But the funny thing is a lot of times the crew chiefs will know, they'll say, you're looking at the other driver, weren't you? Because, but we don't think about it, you know, because it's just in your peripheral and you'll see them out there. But a lot of times when you do that, then you'll glance over and that's when you start driving that way. Oh, wow. So a lot of times when we're going straight and then all of a sudden at the finish line, the car starts drifting over, well, they'll know why. Well, you know, you guys, you know, DSR, the team, the guys, you guys are kind of like America's team. You're like the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Other than, you Hey, know, the Cowboys just lost. I know. Yeah, I, bad I example. Too soon. It, was, it was a bad, you know, example, but <laughs> it was hard to relate to the Packers. I can't relate to them, but it, the, America's team. So and nobody a, likes the Patriots. There's a camaraderie. There's a big camaraderie uh, with all you guys, but you're still competitive. But if, if, can you let us know who's your rival out there? The guy that you just love to stick it to when you get out there. Anybody that I'm racing, really. All right, there you I go. Mean, all it's, of them. All I, of the them. way that I look at it is, I mean, we're all out there for one reason, and, and that's to win races. So it's whoever's in the other lane is trying to stop that for me. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of, there's, there's ways of motivating yourself. But it's like for me, I mean, not only am I still 
living my dream and you know very fortunate to be able to do what I do but you know it's there's a way to look at it where it's like hey these, these other guys are trying to take these wins away from you and and you know take away your bonus and take away money from you so it's that's a motivating factor for me so it's like the Ricky Bobby rules yes. you're the first or your last baby exactly Whew, I don't well in drag racing hand. it's true because there's only two of them so if you're not first you well, would then be last there would be no shake and bake no there's no sure. shake and bake can you give us any gossip as you're leaving the stage about any of your DSR brothers Ooh, gossip yeah, let's hear a good story. <laughs> we we drag trying, race. I'm we don't to... gossip. There's 10 seconds. There's not enough time for gossip, man. Start no, to finish. I heard a story yesterday uh, about how they fly on an airplane. And there's a little bit of holding hands. There's a little bit of camaraderie. You're going to Just... talk to the front office about that. Okay, all right. Well, hey. <laughs> In other words, no comment. Yeah, no. On my plane flight, I slept the whole time. So well, there's no gossip You know, there. we're going we're gonna to go ahead and end this with you right now. But we're going to give you a parting gift. And I, I hope to see it on TV. It's going to be your Lucky, this is going to be your lucky shirt yeah. this year. You can large wear. or an extra large? Large, large. large yeah, right we want wear. you to wear this under your fire suit to protect you, and Skidmark Show fire. will be with you. And then when so you win when, it. When you win in Pomona, you can pack Superman it. You Superman it. And, yeah. Absolutely. And you'll blow us up, and we'll go to, we'll be huge. Be fantastic. As long as, as, long as it can uh, protect me out of a fire. We're going to make you a fireproof version of Vegas. I'll, yes, I'll we'll spray it. Thank you very with, much. We have a coating. Okay. Yeah, we Absolutely. got stuff. Guys. Sean Langston here in the house. Woo! Skidmark Show coming to you live from Mary Jackson. Let's hear it for him. You can get Skidmark Show all about cars and rock stars on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud. Yes, and if you have an Android, you can get us on CastBox. Skidmark Show. Pioneer Performance Stage, Rochelle at Pennzoil. Thank you. Go! I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of sad that we've come to the end of another event like this. You shouldn't think of it that way, baby. You got to think about like Jim Morrison. Yeah. This is the this end. Is beautiful friend. friend. The end. So hopefully it's not the actual end. Hopefully we'll be able to come to another Barrett Jackson. But this thing was so much fun. It was so exciting. There were so many cars, so many celebrities. It was it was almost like sensory overload in my brain. And yeah. And think about all the people that showed up to get their Skidmark Show t-shirts. That right there was worth the trip. I guarantee you're going to see Skidmark Show t-shirts all in the movies next year. I mean, we got them to celebrities got them. Yeah, we even had to sign a few, which yeah. is amazing. I was shocked about that. I so. signed a few people's um, heads. Heads? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a new thing. And you know, instead of, you know, how the girls used to have them sign your chest right. back in the day. Right. I, I never signed any chests, so I, I guess I, have. I never made it to that level. I have signed one once. I think she was extremely intoxicated and thought I was somebody else. Oh, okay. But I did it anyway. All right. Well, yeah. you just went with it. I did. Yeah, you just got to roll Who did she it. think you were, by the way? Don't care. Didn't ask. Oh, really? Yeah, just yeah. signed it and walked away and said, there's one for the old diary. There you go. <laughs> Barrett Jackson, the greatest auction I've ever been to. Hey, they claim it's the greatest auction in the world, and I got to say, it was one epic ride. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. So we're going to put the pedal down on Skidmark's show and get back to the studio and make some other epic rides come to Many life. Many more epic rides coming up this year on the brand new season of Skidmark's show. Get us on iTunes and, of course, SoundCloud, Podbean, and join us on Facebook for Facebook Live and Twitter and Instagram. We're all over the joint. Go to skidmarkshow.com. We got links to everything. Boom. Bigger shows, more celebrities, and video coming your way. And tighter pants. Always tighter pants. This is Skidmark Show with Jeff and Ethan. The loudest show on the internet. Powered by Pizzle. Pizzle.